You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. I am Seth Peterson. I am Debbie Hedren. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Doris Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us is... Dr. Jared Lazarus from the Humane Society of Tampa Bay. Here to answer your uh, behavior questions, your medical questions about your pets at 844-287-2876. That's 844-287-2876. The lines are open and we want to talk to you. When you call into that number, you'll speak with Mr. Zach Buden. Howdy doodly. And he'll put you on the line with us. That's 844-287-2876. The show is produced in-house in studio by the ever-so-talented Mr. Bob Page. Hey, Bobby. Hola, senor. Que paso? Okay, how are you two? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. 844-287-2876 is the number. 844-287-2876. We should have calling in with us in this hour. We're going to be talking about National Puppy Day with Miss former Miss America. Her name is Debbie Turner Bell, and we're going to be talking with Dr. Turner Bell. 844-287-2876 is the number, but once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Jared Lazarus. 844-287-2876. You're listening to Talking Pets. You're listening to Talking Pets. Once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Jared Lazarus. And Zach Buden. What's up, Dr. J? Not too much, John. What's going on Keeping with you? Keeping busy? Keeping busy? Keeping you off the streets? I heard you're, um, you're the doc over at a Humane Society now. I'm one of them. Actually, out of the uh, Tampa Bay area. Yeah. How's it, how's it working at a Humane Society? How, do, do it's you, a great, great institution there. Really? They have, yeah, they have a, a new, relatively new 10,000 square foot hospital. Uh, I'm one of about 10 veterinarians. We do advanced surgeries, spays, neuters, uh, vaccines, do great medicine. It's kind of funny because um, we're supposed to have uh, former Miss America joining us, uh, Debbie Turner Bell. And um, it's ironic because I didn't know you were working at a Humane Society now. And we're going to be talking about shelters and Humane Societies with Dr. Turner. So I'm sure you two will have a lot to talk about. It's, it, they really do a great job out there. Yeah. Any money that's made at the hospital goes right into the shelter to support the shelter. No-kill facility. It is a no-kill? No-kill. Well, my question about a no-kill is when it's a no-kill, you do still have you have a limit, right, of how many pets, animals you can keep in the shelter? I don't know that at that end too much. I mean, every animal I see that, that comes in, they... There are a lot of adoptions. I don't work at the adoption center, per se. That's a separate building. I just work at the, the hospital itself. But 
it's a huge facility and a lot of animals get adopted out. And when you adopt from a shelter, no matter where in the country, you know, if you're in Seattle, you're in Dallas, wherever in New York, um, I think all the policies at shelters, they have to be spayed and neutered before you can bring them home. I'm pretty sure on that. But yours is that way, right? Absolutely. Okay. I think that's mandatory at all shelters. It's, I think it's mandatory here as well at the Humane Society on Armenia. But, um, and if you do any surgeries, they have to be neutered or spayed at the same time as well, I believe. Let me ask you that question on the spay and neuter because, okay, a lot of people get it, get it confused. The spay is for a female. Neuter is for a male. Well, neuter is a, um, a generalized term. It's actually castration for males and spaying for females. I like so, the neuter. I like the neuter word better yeah, than that's, that. a, that's why people use the word neuter from but it typically denotes uh, males. Okay. And w- when you're the procedure, right? On a male, it's a much easier procedure because you're snipping, right? Typically it's it's less uh, less work to do that. And with the with the spaying, you kind of got you got to go in. You got to right? go intra into the abdomen and uh, a lot more difficult to, to spay overall? I mean, you as a doctor, I would imagine... It's not more difficult. It just takes a lot more because you, ha- you have to make an incision in the abdomen and take out the ovaries and the uterus, whereas the uh, the neutering process is largely you're, you're staying outside of the body wall. You don't have to go inside unless you have an animal that doesn't have two testicles. Then you have to go into the abdomen. So, and then once you spay neuter, it's always been said, um, it not only helps out, you know, medically, but behaviorally as well uh, with the dogs or the cats or whatever you may spay and neuter. But medically, what's the benefits of that? Well, Less chances of cancer or anything like that? Well, if you spay a, a, an animal before their first heat cycle, there's absolutely no chance they're going to get uh, breast cancer. Really? If you spay them before the first heat cycle, there's a 95% chance they won't get a... a uh, breast cancer, but after the second heat cycle, there's no difference. Now, also, you can get a uterine infection at any time because the uterus is there. That's where the uter- it's called the pyometra, and that's where the uterus fills up with pus. And usually happens right after a heat cycle, maybe one or two months after a heat cycle. But if you remove the uterus, there can be no infection, and infections happen and, and can kill dogs. It fills with pus; they can sometimes rupture cause a massive infection in the body or if you catch it if you're lucky enough to catch it then you have to go to the emergency room and it often costs a couple thousand dollars to have a surgery done when it's infected do you find a lot of pets coming through your clinic and all and when you're working on animals that have cancer yeah is it more prominent and and is there a specific breed that is more prominent to cancer than others if it's a breast cancer yeah breast cancer no 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 it could affect any any animal. As a matter of fact, whenever I see breast cancer in a dog, the first question I ask is, when was the dog spayed? And typically, it's usually in midlife. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because I've always heard that mixed breed dogs, for instance, um, are more are less susceptible to illness than purebreds, because purebreds kind of have their, the ones that they're... That, the breed-specific right, right, illnesses. Right, whereas mixed breeds kind of, because they got a different amount of breeding in there i mean right. it, it's able to ward it off a little bit more than a purebred can is that true uh it, it depends i don't know it there are certain breeds themselves that get certain diseases typically um mixed breeds well it depends what the mix is you know if the if it's got bulldog in it it's probably going to have some 
you know, skin issues. Yeah, but as far as cancer goes, I think cancer is an equal opportunity killer. That's what Bobby likes. He's a bulldog. You like the bulldog, right, Bobby? It's okay. Yeah. I'm a, I love border collies. Yeah, you've always border had a border collies. Border collies are awesome. That's when I first met Bobby. He had a border collie. Really? Yeah. They're my I top have five. one too. Love that dog. Breeds. Smart. Extremely smart. Actually, Agile. years ago, Loyal, ranked as number one in smart. Actually, yeah. yeah. So, border collies and you know, herding breed. You know, yeah. And uh, beautiful dogs, gorgeous dogs. You were just at Westminster. Yeah, we were. Um, and it was so cold in New York. Oh yeah, I can imagine. It was bone chilling cold. And um, at one point, it was colder in New York City than it was at the North Pole. Get out of here! I'm not even kidding. We posted the picture of both of the reporting temperatures. It was so cold one night. I went out for drinks. I walked out of the bar and could not find a cab that the skin on the top part of my nose cracked off. It literally cracked. I mean, really? I was like, Bobby's That's like... That's because John's made of plastic. I, I'm telling you. It's all that plastic surgery. <laughs> well, but it was like, uh, it literally cracked. And, and throughout the rest of the show, I looked like somebody punched me in the nose. That's crazy. Who so, won Best in Show? I didn't watch it. It was show. Miss P. A beagle. Yep. A beagle won? Yeah, 15-inch beagle. Gorgeous beagle. Really? Yeah, I love beagles. Well, Uno won back in, what was it, Bobby, 2007, 2008? A gorgeous beagle. Like, it, it's at Westminster. That dog was disgustingly ugly. It was one of those weird hairless ones. <laughs> I don't know. I see some weird dogs there. Like, I'm not a big fan of the, uh, what is it, the one that looks like a mop. Um, Pekingese. Yeah, the Pekingese. I'm not a huge fan of that dog. What about the I don't the know pulley? what the big hype is about them. I'm just not a Pekingese kind of person. What about the pulley? Do you like those? Do you see a lot of them? Uh, you know, Pekingese, not so much. I see a lot of Great Danes. In really? Humane Society. Well, that's like six to eight year Danes. life. They don't live as long. Uh, the, the oldest one I've seen was, believe it or not, 17 years old. Get out. 17 For years old. For a Great old. Dane? Yeah, his name I was I think somebody was pulling your leg. No. His I, name I, was Thor? His name was Thor. That was because it was a superhero dog. It was an imaginary dog. No, I put my hand Did on it. Did it have a cape? Real. It did. See? Actually. That's it. Thor. And, and I had a belt. The hammer it had a bat belt on it. Oh, well, it was part Thor, part Batman. Part Batman. Oh, okay. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. Pick up the phone and give us a call at 844-287-2876. We're open to your medical questions and your behavior questions. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Jared Lazarus. And I'm Zach 844-287-2876. Don't forget, check us out at TalkingPets.com and join us on Facebook and Twitter. This is Talking Pets. Tired of wasting money on giant boxes of litter that don't work and don't last? Switch to World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter with concentrated power. So even a small bag lasts one cat 30 days. Outstanding odor control, quick clumping, lightweight. It's even flushable. World's Best Cat Litter. Everything else is just litter. Find it near you at www.itsnotjustlitter.com. That's www.itsnotjustlitter.com. Amazing Pet Expos is coming to a city near you. Admission is always free and your pet is welcome. Shopping, adoptions, free nail trims, discounted shots and microchipping, agility, a pet costume contest, and much more. Plus, meet the guys from Animal Planet's hit TV series Tank and Pit Boss online at AmazingPetExpos.com. Bring your pets to the Pet Expo. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. It's the Ice Bucket Challenge for pets. 
Talking Fits News Brief, I'm Bob Page. The ALS Ice Bucket Challenge took over social media, and it attracted numerous celebrity participants and, most important, raised millions of dollars in donations towards finding a cure for the progressive neurodegenerative disease. Longtime animal activist and former NBC correspondent Jill Rappaport hopes her challenge, Pies for Paws, will do the same thing for 8 million shelter pets looking for a home. Pies for Paws is a sweet spin on the famous ice bucket challenge. Instead of being drenched in ice water, Rappaport's creation asked challengers to take a pie to the face and nominate four others to do the same and then share the dessert hijinks online. Participants and nominees for the Pies for Paws challenge are encouraged to donate to the ASPCA and or adopt an animal from a local shelter. Rappaport launched a pet project late last year, but celebrities are already starting to join in on the fun. Today's show special correspondent Meredith Vieira is one of the first famous faces to get pied for the good of pets everywhere. In her Pies for Paws video, Vieira and her dog Jasper accept the Rappaport's challenge, with Vieira's daughter Lily doing the whipped cream covered honors. After wiping the excess pie from her eyes, Vieira nominates animal lovers Matt Lauer, Howard, and Beth Stern, and our good friend Betty White. And just this week at the Global Pet Expo here in Orlando, Florida, Talking Pets host and your pal and my pal, Johnny Patch, got in on the fun as well. And Jill personally pied John in the face with a cause. She kind of took it easy on John, and you can see the whole video as it's posted on our Facebook page. This challenge isn't just for news anchors and golden girls and, you know, talking show hosts like John. Rappaport encourages everyone to start the Pies for Paws Challenge among family and friends to help raise awareness for all their companion animals in need. So I wonder who John's going to nominate to accept this challenge. We challenge all of you, actually, to do the Pies for Paw Challenge. Remember to post your video to our Facebook page, and don't forget to check out John getting pied straight in the face. In the face! Check it out. It's at facebook.com slash talkinpetsradio. No G in the talking. T-A-L-K-I-N Pets Radio. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm Bob Page. I wouldn't exactly say it was cherry pie. No, no, no. It was more just like whipped cream in a pie tin. Yeah. But you know what? You didn't know that when she, when Jill Rappaport actually hit me with the pie, that she squeezed it on my face as well. Yeah, she pushed it right <laughs> up in there. She did. It's not like, it's like, like you see some of those ones where they come swinging wildly and it splatters all over the face. You got it good in the face. You got smushed. But you didn't get splattered. No, she smushed me because I, I guess because you know I was at this event too, so I, I couldn't get it all right, over my right. clothes and everything. So she was gentle with me. At she that, was kind. That, yeah, she was. But she did a nice little squeeze of the tin, you know, the tin pie pan or whatever onto my nose and my face. It's like, all right, yeah, you really want to get it up there, don't you? I would love to see <laughs> some people post some videos on our Facebook page of them doing the pie for paws challenge. That would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah, you can post them on there. I mean, mine's on there, so you could check it out on our Facebook. Yeah, and the easy way to get to the Facebook page is just go to TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N, Pets.com. All of our social media links are right at the top of that homepage, Facebook and Twitter. So make sure you like the Facebook page and friend us. Did you see it, Dr. J? No, I haven't. I'll have to show it to you. But um, it was fun. I mean, Jill Jill was a trooper. She, you know, and I... It was cool. Some people came up to me and said, oh, congratulations, and, you know, it raises money for a good cause. 
you know, pies for paws. And um, so Take some uh, whipped cream up the nose, did you? Yeah, in the eye sockets and everywhere. Oh, I nice. walked over there trying to wipe it off my face, and I looked at Bobby, and I was like, where else is it? He's like, over here. <laughs> A little over there. here. A little down here. In your nose. It's like when I blinked, it was underneath my eyelids. <laughs> <laughs> Here and mind sport. you, we're at the Global Expo Pack Convention, and it is a huge convention center, Orlando. Gigantic. Filled right. with all the new pet stuff that you could possibly think of. And we're there working, and in the middle of the day, John gets pied in the face. It was awesome. Yeah. Which hotel? The Orange County Convention Center. It's gigantic. I've never been there. It's big? It's, it's big. It's probably I mean, every, almost as big as Vegas. Every pet Whoa. product you could imagine out there. Is at this Global Pet Expo. Oh, I'm sh- sorry, I missed it. Yeah, it's just- well, you don't have to be sorry you missed it because you could go to our Facebook page and see all the pictures we posted from there. Yeah, we did. We put a lot on there. The products must be so cool. Some of them are actually, you know, the, the weird part is like Bobby and I were talking about it is that there's a lot of, and I talk, talk to people and their companies all the time about this, there's a lot of similar products. Like somebody might change a color of it or slightly change the size of it or something like that, but there are so many similar products out there. That I think a lot of companies probably get lost in translation, if you know what I mean. Right. But so, we saw some really cool stuff, like like you know how you have the bands that you wear that track your steps and stuff like that. Yeah, that was cool. They have one for a dog that like monitors his health. What a great idea! Yeah, an amazing idea. And then you can actually run the stats off on that and take it into your veterinarian and say, okay, this is you know basically what's going on in the dog's life. And if there's issues like heart rate and stuff like that, it's all kind of monitored on all this. It, it was it was fascinating actually. Was it hook up to the iPhone? And well, yeah, there are apps, and you can hook it up into your computer, and you know, just download all the stuff. But yeah, there is an app, so you can you know download it. It'll Bluetooth right to it. It's pretty sweet. All this stuff it did, and and the company is listed on our Facebook page, and there's pictures of the product. We uh, wow. we tried to find the, the different stuff. I mean, there's uh, some squeaky toys, but the squeaky toy that we posted doesn't make noise when you squeak it, but only a dog can hear it. So it's making noise for the dog, not for you. So there's different cool stuff. There's like some really unique uh, pet bowls and stuff like that that are just not your average standard stuff. We tried to find the different stuff and show you that on the Facebook page. One of them's cool, too, is that um, I just got a litter box um, through the company, one of these companies, actually. Um, They sent me a litter box. It's from... um, our pets is the company and um it's kind of cool because i mean i've had electric litter boxes before the automatic ones and some of them make noise um some of them jam up very easily but i like the way this one works it slides and it's it's very quiet i mean but it's funny because when i set it up my cats i was like so worried about you know snowy i mean he's afraid of his shadow and um i thought we're gonna have an issue and the weird part about this whole thing long story short they freaked out at first I associated them with it. I let them watch me build it. I let when I got it together and I put the litter in and I put each one in at a time and let them sit in it. Uh, they jumped out, of course, <laughs> but um, they knew that it wasn't going to bite them. But the fir- and then I triggered it off. You know, I hit the button and let it grate. And they watched it. Rainy was fascinated. The female cat, the male cat, snowball, like a lion, back and forth, back and forth, pacing. And then when the grate went up, he was like, <laughs> you know, the back went up, <laughs> the hiss went, and I was just like, oh. God, we're going to have a problem now. And um, so I left it there, and I thought, okay, we'll see what happens. Started using it. The weird part about the whole thing is there's two other litter boxes because you should have one litter box more than the number of cats that you have. Right. So I have three litter boxes in the house, two cats, and they're not even using the other two litter boxes now. Now they're only using that one. 
they like it. Yeah, and um, literally it overflows in the pail because it dumps it into a pail. So I have to change it a little bit more because now they seem to want, don't want to use the, the laundry room one. They use the one that's in the TV room. And I put one out there because they're older and he has his issues. He's been using it left and right and he hasn't had any issues. How about that? Yeah, so it's kind of strange. And they watch it now. When it starts to go off, they run to it and sit there and watch it. Great. It's like watching TV. It's fascinating. Yeah, TV it, for cats. It's amazing. But um, And I do like those things. That, you know, They work really well. I'm John Patch. Dr. Jared Lazarus. And you're listening to Talking Pets. 844-287-2876. 844-287-2876 is our number. Give us a call. There's nothing more delicious and healthy than an old family recipe. And for over 50 years, our family's been creating them especially for your pets. Nutrisource Super Premium Pet Foods. Dog and cat food that's all natural, holistic, and organic. Nutrisource Pet Foods contain our patented Good for Life system for your pet's optimum health and well-being. So order now. Safe quality food made by our family for your furry family members. Go to NutrisourcePetFoods.com. From our family to yours, Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping $36 billion on their pets. From lighted leashes to high-end spa products, the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best Bets for Pets, every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. With this hour's Talking Pets news from the USA Today, live from the ranch, here's your host, John Patch. Yeah, John Patch and uh, Dr. J, Dr. Jared Lazarus. So what's new, Dr. Jared Lazarus? Anything in your world in the news going on out there? No, not too much. Beautiful weather here in Tampa Bay. Enjoying it. It's been a cold, nasty winter. Just rub that in everybody's wounds. I know. Because it has been absolutely horrible across the country. So, And that's one of the things that I wanted to ask you about, actually, was um, with the cold temperatures, if it's cold for you, it's cold for your pets. Right. So absolutely. bring them in, right? Absolutely. Don't leave them outside. the war- And the, especially cats. Cats should never be outdoors. I mean, I know they love to roam around outside and they'll meow at the door, but outdoors is the worst place for a cat. There's so many dangers out there, you know, being hit by a car, being chased up a tree. Um, There's, you know, feline AIDS out there. If they get bit by a cat with AIDS, then they could catch that. Um, Cats have been known to get lost for three, four days in a row, weeks weeks at a time, and then come back and they're dehydrated. Now with the be- with it being cold out, all the all the cold is not really good for them. Well, you know, also out there in the news, actually, um, the ASPCA and Animal Planet team up to uh, 
boost shelter pet adoptions and there's been a campaign out there to actually to raise funds and awareness for animals in shelters and for instance the association of uh, prosecuting attorneys in washington dc seventy five hundred dollars these funds actually subsidize training at a conference organized by the virginia attorney general's office the association of the prosecuting attorneys and the aspca on curtailing the cruel practice of animal fighting also, $17,100, Capital uh, Area Humane Society of Hilliard, Ohio. This grant is helping reduce shelter cat intake by expanding support to owners and good Samaritans, enabling them to keep or rehome their felines. And also out there, $5,000, the Central Virginia Horse Rescue Products Virginia. Um, this matching grant is helping the rescue build run-in sheds for uh, displaced horses following a severe storm that took the roof off one of its barns. And that's uh, just one of many, actually, out there. And it's tough being at a shelter and raising funds, and it's nice to see when people actually donate, or larger organizations like the ASPCA actually give money to where it should go. Yeah, so it's very important to give money because we can't do it by ourselves. Well, once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. Give us a call at Since when did you get into all this techno music? Uh, maybe the last two years, three years. Yeah, I remember when you used to hate it. No, I don't think I've ever hated it. Um, I don't like poppy stuff. Like Britney Spears? Is, yeah, this stuff has got a lot more edge to it. I, I consider it almost today's kind of uh, industrial metal. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's pretty entertaining. And when you find out the core of how hard it is to make, it's not just people pushing buttons, even though that's really what they're doing. You have to be talented. You're a musician. You're a musician with a computer. Can you play an instrument, Dr. J? Saxophone. Oh. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. I used to be able to play it. Alto sax. Nice. Bobby, you don't play anything, right? Uh, no, I was in a band all through high school. You were? And yeah, well, I remember I the bass. hair and the pictures of the hair. You looked like a, He's a like a mop head. Yeah, I was a rocker as a kid. But you played guitar? Bass, yeah, bass, bass? guitar. Electric, yeah. yeah. Can you still play? Um, I could pick it up and diddle a little. Yeah? Sure. Well, I remember seeing some of those pictures of you. Kind of frightening. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you definitely lose it if you don't play it to some degree. Uh, I was never great. I did it more for the free beer and girls. Nice. True rock. <laughs> Is there any other reason? Yeah. No, there's no other reason. It wasn't for the art form of it. Um, no, I, lo- I love music. I'm a big fan, but I am uh, i didn't pick it up naturally. Some people just pick it up and can go. I, I really had to push myself to learn anything. Would you say that you were better than, like, for instance, that uh, cat that would play the piano? No. Cat, cat that plays totally got me beat. Yeah, the keyboard cat um, in 2007. Um, the current views on this cat playing the piano, current views, are 39 million. It's, it's ridiculous. 
Like random acts of virtuosity and rarely documented in the wild, this footage captures a feline curiously attired in a powder blue t-shirt pushing beyond the previously believed boundaries of an animal dexterity by depressing piano keys both black and white to produce pop, there you go, pop, maybe that's why you don't watch it, and jazz melodies that have haunted our souls for nine lifetimes. Wow. Can you imagine? 39 million views of a cat playing a piano. Speaking of views, did you... Did you hear in the news about the zombie cat? Yeah, I did. Was that the one that they buried and they came buried back? Buried alive. So, the Humane Society took care of that. I was one of the doctors who, who really? heard that on that case. Yeah, actually, I, I heard about it, and it's local for us, but I think it made national news, oh, too, Oh, it made right? international. Oh, okay. People calling from other countries wanting to adopt this cat. He's doing really, really well now. How's he look? Like, he looks good. Yeah? He looks good. He had maggots coming out of the side of his face, and one of his eyes were had to be uh, taken out because it was... Uh, Infected and had so it was this cat was in bad shape. He was hospitalized, I think, for close to two to three weeks. Wow. Now, what happens when you remove an eye on a cat like that? I mean, you sew it shut? I mean, yeah. So you, uh, you could, it depends how much of the eye you take out. If you take out the globe, or you know, typically you take out the globe of the eye itself and then you sew the two ends together. How does that make the cat feel though? Like in the, in the long run with the eye like sewn shut i mean i know if my eye was sewn shut i'd constantly be that's a good point john and and it's important to remember that animals are not like us if we would lose our sense of sight it would be like the end of the world for us but animals all they care about is that they're not in pain that's what they care about and as far as senses go animals rely the least on their sense of sight they rely on their sense of hearing and their sense of smell, which is about 20,000 times more sensitive than ours is. Really? Yeah. That's how they, that's how they get around. I mean, I, uh, I had a cat today that was blind. How does it get around? It, they memorize the house. As long as you don't move, and then they have to memorize a new house, and you don't let them outside, of course. They memorize the house. They get to their food bowl just fine. Cats, animals in general, just want to be out of pain. That's the amazing part. Bobby's got a blind dog. Albert um, is a dog's name. It's a hound. And um, Bobby, you don't have any problem. Albert finds his way around quite well. No, I, I think what he does is he kind of bumps into stuff, figures it out, maps it out. But once he's got it, he's got it. Like, I recently just saw a report that said dogs don't remember anything past five seconds. And I was like, that true. really can't be true because my dog is blind and he wanders around the house and knows exactly where he's going. I mean, How was he now that you, because you moved into a new home? and um, I Oh, mean, which he, was entertaining because it's a two-story home now, and he'd never really had to do steps. Even when we lived in the high-rise, there was an elevator, so he never had a problem. But he picked it up. Like, within a day, he's up and down the steps like nobody's business. Did he bump into a lot of things when he was going up and down? Yeah, I mean, all the Helen Keller jokes apply, but, <laughs> I mean, eventually he figures it out, and he, and he does okay. He's not walking around with, like, you know, big bumps on his head. He's a smart dude. It, it Most people, like, even when we used to take him to the dog park all the time, most people are like, uh, he's not completely blind. He can see stuff. I'm like, no, we, we took him to a specialist, and they said that he's completely blind. His optic nerves don't touch the brain. He, he has dead eyes, essentially. He sees nothing, not shadows, not nothing. And they're like, oh, no, he could see. Look how he gets around. I was like, he's been coming here for two years. He knows where everything is. He's smart, even though he's a little dopey. And that is amazing, though. <laughs> what you said is that they, that, you know, that dogs don't have a great memory and all. But 
it kind of like what, what Bobby's talking about with his dog kind of makes you wonder, though. They do have a memory. I mean, I don't know what sets it off. I don't think anyone knows. But they, their sense of smell has memory. They smell you. That's how they recognize their owners. They really don't have a great sense of vision in the first place. Their, their sharpest vision, they do see in color, by the way, and their sharpest vision is as sharp as your peripheral vision. That's as sharp as they see. So they could see shadows. They could see, you know, sort of fuzzy images. You know, if you're looking at me, you could see Bobby at the periphery of your vision, but that's as sharp as they see. You know, it's interesting, too, because, I mean, dogs, when you're training them, they, they, they learn a lot from repetition. So wouldn't that kind of give a little bit of memory? Yeah. If they're it, learning through repetition, don't they, re- oh, they kind of remember that? They remember smells. They remember sounds. They remember tastes. So I don't think we give animals a lot of credit when it comes down to... A lot of these are old wives' tales. You know, there's a, there's a wives' tale out there that uh, animals don't see in color. Animals see in color. They don't see in color as sharp as we do, but they see in color. Do you think, actually, though, in terms of that we don't want to, as a human species, we don't want to give animals too much credit? Because then maybe we'll kind of view them a lot differently than the average person does now? Maybe, but I think a lot of people give animals a tremendous amount of credit, more credit than they give human beings. So it can go either way. Wow. You know, animals are unconditional love. Humans, not all humans are. So some of them give, give these animals. days. It seems like most. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, some animals, you know, we give them more credit, less credit. I give them a lot of credit. They're just, I to this day, knockwood. I've never been bit. Really? For all the poking and prodding I do, never been bit. Have you ever had to? I mean, do you put a muzzle on dogs, or or one or a dog that may come in that you kind of think might be. A little, every, a little risky for everyone's safety yes okay for the for the technician for myself i mean that would that's safe pet. i mean that's a safe way because hey, if you do poke and prod i mean for us it's like we're gonna say something dr j stop touching me there right you know, or, you know what i mean <laughs> um but <laughs> but the thing is like for a dog they can't verbalize to you so they may react by biting or nipping or right you know something of that aspect so it is safe to put a muzzle on them and you can read animals you, you know have you ever had somebody say to you though that um like if you put a muzzle on their dog they thought it was cruel um they usually have questions like can he breathe with that muzzle on he well, can't not breathe like blocking but they, yeah they can breathe they can breathe it, it, uh, you've been around animals as long as i have you know i've been around i've been doing this going on 19 years Dogs have a look that you kind of sense. Anyone who's technicians, anyone who's been around animals has a sense whether or not they could bite you. And if you see that look, if you see that body language, then you know to put a muzzle on them. And again, it's for everyone's safety, and it doesn't hurt them at all. It's like I, people would come up to me with any of the dogs that I've ever had in my life, and like, oh, he's a cute dog, and I pet him. Does he bite? And I was like, yes, he bites. Will he bite you? Probably not. But any dog has the propensity and the ability to bite. All dogs bite. Exactly. All dogs bite. Well, I think people would too if that was their only choice. Right. Or run away. Yeah. True. True. But cats too, right? I mean, have you been scratched a lot? Not a lot, but I have been scratched. Never bitten by a cat either. And that's, that's bad. If you get bit by a cat, you are in trouble. Is it cat scratch fever? Is that from a bite or is that from a scratch? It's from a scratch, but it's a bacteria and it enlarges your lymph nodes and you get quite sick from it. But a cat bite, 
you can lose a hand from a cat bite. Really? Especially if it touches a knuckle, you know, a joint or a bone. Why is that? Because the nasty bacteria in a cat's mouth, it's it's vicious bacteria. And you'll wake up the next morning with your hand swollen. And if you don't get, you got to go, everyone out there, if you get bit by a cat, I don't care how tough you are, I don't care where you get bit, you go to the doctor, the emergency room that minute, get antibiotics. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. Give us a call at 844-287-2876. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, also known as the Pet Lady. I travel from coast to coast to pet trade shows and consumer events to scout out what the hottest, hippest, and most unique pet products are on the planet, bringing you tips and tricks from top veterinarians, groomers, trainers on how to safely travel and live happily with your pets. The Pet Lady will be in a city near you, showing off the latest and greatest tech pet gadgets, cozy comforts, and fab gift ideas for man's and woman's best friend. You can learn more at thepetlady.net or connect socially and tweet with me at Pet Lady World. Hi, this is Jody Miller-Young from Bark and Swagger. Tune in for everything pet fashion and more. From fashion tips and runway trends, products and designs I love, to fabulous home decor for your furry friend, you'll find it all here. Be the first to discover the new. So what are you waiting for? Find me on Pet Life Radio. And remember, when fierce fashion calls, bark and swagger. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Can't be sleeping. Keep on waking. Without the woman next to me. Guilt is burning. Inside I'm hurting. This ain't a feeling I can keep. So blame it on the night. On the night Don't blame it on me Don't blame it on me Blame it on the night And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Jared Lazarus. You know, we were talking about, you know, those videos, the animal videos, and I talked about, you know, the cat playing the keyboard thing, and it got like 39 million views. Uh, I'm looking at a couple other ones here, and probably, like, one of the biggest was the sneezing baby panda. In 2006, the current views as of today, 216 million views. What? A 16-second tutorial in uh, Status Interruptus. A mother panda sits munching on the seeds of her uh, caged existence while her baby lies uh, prostate in front of her. Suddenly, the offspring emits a quick, high-pitched sneeze honk, startling the mother to her core. 
She checks the baby is okay, and she returns to eating. Life slows on. Or goes on. 216 on. million? Yeah, 216 million views. That's a lot. That's amazing. Of pandas and a baby panda. Is it true that you get money if a, a video is... It depends on the type of account you have and you set up with YouTube and whether or not you've monetized your video or not. But yeah, you can certainly make a lot. There are people that all they do is post YouTube videos and are cashing in. Wow. I kind of wonder how many views that. Remember that uh, we had them on the show, actually. The little boy that was saved from, uh, um, from a, a dog that oh, dragged yeah, his yeah. like chomped into this boy's yeah, leg. Yeah, saw that. And the cat Sat, came out. Yeah, attacked the dog. Yeah, we had that them on the cool. show. And, um, really? It, yeah, we had the parents on. And amazing story. But that cat had followed them home from a park. And it was kind of weird that way the whole thing happened. They adopted the cat, brought it in, and the cat just, you know, took to the kid. Sure, they made a couple dollars on that deal. Uh, they must have, I'm sure. Good for them. It was an amazing story. I mean, if you just the video to get, was just unbelievable. It was. If you happen to get lucky and catch something on video, you never know. That's your 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. So I mean, the world has changed dramatically. It really has. Embrace it. And everybody's got cameras these days, so you're never safe no matter what happens because you know something's going to end up somewhere. So, hey, world but- star. What is it? That's an inside joke. Let it go. <laughs> One third of the audience got it and they loved it. 844 <laughs> is the number to call. 844 But it's amazing because a lot of people don't give cats credit. I mean, everybody loves their dogs because they walk their dogs. Their dogs are their man's best friend. But, you know, unless you're a cat person, you don't appreciate a cat. Cats are awesome. They are awesome. And uh, based on this cat, they can be very protective. I'm sure that's not the only example of a cat being protective. No, I'm sure. But that was that was like the cat went flying at that dog. Mm-hmm. I missed that. And, then, and then went after the dog again. Yeah, no, and totally. I mean, and did you notice though too, it, which was amazing, is like when he attacked the dog, the cat came back to the kid. Yes. I mean, to see how the kid was. Yeah, it was just it was absolutely uh, unbelievable. Video. That could have been a disaster. One of the best. No, it really could have. I mean, that dog did enough damage the way it was on the, on the little boy's leg, but it could have been a lot worse. And that cat, cat just went right in. Well, you know, cats have and they got, had like, like five it was weapons. A, they had, like, the security cameras on their house, yeah. and that's how they got it. Right. You know, and, and they went back and saw the footage. And Now, cats typically... Actually, they were taping stakes to that kid's legs for weeks before that dog ever came out. Nice. <laughs> nice. Dipping him in juices. <laughs> Oh, geez. String cheese all over the kids. Like, what are you doing to me? Just go stand out in the driveway, dummy. No, but I've seen plenty of cats stand their ground against dogs. They got their teeth. They got their claws, which are sharp as talons. A dog's just got a bite. You know, Bobby was just talking about string cheese. I'm curious because when we were at the pet, uh, the Global Pet Expo, yeah, uh, we heard it a couple of times where, well, two or three people or whatever were saying that their dogs love string cheese. My and dog loves some string. of the all products of have them. cheese in it. Is cheese bad for dogs? It's not as bad as some things are, like meats and fish and turkey and chicken is really bad. But, I mean, my attitude is dogs should only get dog food. But you should have, like, something like a treat. Like peanut butter I would prefer over cheese. Because I'm going on based based on, in practice, what I see animals get sick on. But a lot of them put these, like, ingredients in treats. Like there, there'd be cheese in the treat. Well, how do you, I don't know if it's real cheese or something else. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know what they put in that stuff. Velveeta, 
Yeah, what Velveeta? I don't even know if Velveeta is real cheese. Well, we were talking to the one pet food company from, and they are from Wisconsin, and they put Wisconsin cheese in pretty much all of their dog foods. It's one of the ingredients listed on the bag. So and you feed Albert. Bad. You feed Albert from. Yep. And loves it, right? I, I actually all three of our dogs, because my in laws are there, and they have two dogs, and they all eat it and love it. Are you familiar with From? It's not an endorsement, but from? it kind of is. From pet foods? No, From, no. See, I wasn't either until we were at the Pet Expo, and Bobby feeds his dog Albert From. He's like, oh, there's From. And I was like, From, hmm. And you I know, went up and talked to them, and it was an amazing company because it was all family-owned. all family owned. Generations. Where's it from? Wisconsin. They're in Wisconsin, and it's you won't find it in the supermarket. You won't find it in a big box pet store. It's only going to be your small local pet store type situation, and that's all they work with. And they make everything in small batches, and everything is double tested to make sure it's safe. They've never ever had a recall in their entire history, and they're in their fifth generation of ownership. The same family. I don't know. It was recommended to us, and and our dogs ate it like nobody's business and love it. Is it pricey? Day. It's a little expensive, but, I mean, you get what you pay for. Yeah. I mean, my dogs are my family. I'd rather feed them good food than feed them garbage that's going to make them sick down the line. That is true when you think about it. Do you Like, would you want to eat out of a garbage dumpster or, you no. know? No. So, why should your dog Absolutely. or your cat? I agree. So, that's a good point. And I did get your joke. I, it, I got a tummy ache. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but it, it kicked in a couple of seconds after you say, where are they from? Did I got it? it. Did you get it, Bobby? No, I missed it. See? I said, and I, I got an excuse. I got a tummy ache. You don't. We're talking about from dog food. I said, uh, where are they oh, from? Oh. Uh, but I'm surprised you didn't have a button for that one. 844-287-2876 is the number. 844-287-2876. Don't forget. You can always call us, uh, same pet time, same pet channel. If you're looking to adopt a pet, make sure you go to your local animal shelter or your rescue group and adopt from there first. But, uh, of course, spay and neuter and help control that pet population. From myself, John Patch. And Dr. Jared Lazarus. We- oh, and me, Bob Hedge. Thank you. And Zach Buden. We say goodbye for this hour of Talking Pets. Thanks for joining us, and uh, have a great weekend. Don't forget, it is time to spring ahead. So at 2 a.m., right, Bobby? 2 a.m.? Yep. You got to spring ahead. So it's actually going to be 3 a.m. You get you lose an hour of sleep. But you're going to gain an hour of sunlight during the day. Well worth it. It is. Thanks for joining us here on Talking Pets. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>